Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rash Pixel FM. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. How you doing, Nikki Kinzer? I'm doing pretty good. We're, all things considered. We're in an all things, all things considered, considered kind I'm of a space doing right good. now. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, uh, we've shaken up our schedule a little bit, uh, given you know, what happened, what has been happening in this country and on this planet uh, and in our community, frankly. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, dealing with the pandemic and where we are and what is it doing to your ADHD and how are you living with it and what are the uh, emotional constraints. And we have our very favorite Dr. Doug is here to talk with us uh, uh, and and help share some of his uh, wisdom with us as we navigate uncertain waters uh, with and I just want to add, we're also going to yeah. be talking about working from home as well, because I know a lot of a lot of people are making that transition and they're not exactly sure what to expect or how to make it work. So I'm going to give some some tips at the end uh, after we get done talking to Dr. Doug yeah. about what to yeah what to do that will make it a little bit easier for you. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, before we get started with the conversation proper, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list, and we will send you an email each time a new episode is released. You can, again, connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD. And uh, if this show has ever touched you or helped you make a change in your life for the better, we invite you to visit Patreon.com slash The ADHD Podcast and become a supporter to help us grow the show, to continue to support the platform, to have wonderful guests like Dr. Doug on the show. Uh, Patreon is listener-supported podcasting, just a few dollars a month. You can guarantee that we continue to thrive in the future. Of course, make smart financial decisions in time of uncertainty, but we're here for you. That's all I'm saying. So. Thank you. Thank you in advance to all of those uh, who are considering to join us. Uh, and uh, thank you, as always, for those who are already members. We appreciate your support. All right, here we go. Uh, we're talking about anxiety and stress and the unknown in the age of the pandemic. Uh, now, it, it was it, it was interesting how this came about because I think Nikki and I had already been thinking about how we're going to talk about the uh, uh this what we're doing here and mm-hmm. then i get this uh text from doug saying hey i got things i want to share too we got to come together and and you know do an episode and, and make this happen yeah and so that's that's kind of where we are uh and uh so i don't know how do you want to start doug what do you, you want to kick us off and share a little bit about what you're hearing from from your folks and what kind of weave in from there you know I was actually wanting to start where you guys are. Um, I can, uh, for people who don't know me and my background, I am a psychologist. I've been counseling people since, I don't know, almost 30 years. Um, lately, I do leadership development work with doctors. I've worked with uh, medical patients a lot and um, and hundreds of doctors too. So because I worked with disease so much at Vanderbilt when I was, when I was there in the integrative health clinic, I just realized like everything that I taught them is stuff that people can benefit from in this time. Like suddenly everyone needs that. The, the, the course that I developed at Vanderbilt was called living well with chronic pain. And the truth is it's really just living well. 
with chronic distress, right? Whatever that distress is. And right now, it's a virus. And then there's all the secondary distresses too. Like, um, I don't, could they hear when Nikki was talking about buying potatoes because everyone else was, even though you didn't need potatoes? I don't think they heard it, but I'm happy to share the story. So I went, uh, I went grocery shopping on Friday afternoon and, uh, my intention was to go grocery shopping, but there were no grocery carts, um, available. Um, so I had to use one of those little handheld baskets and I thought, okay, I'm just going to go in and get what I need for dinner and I'll come back another time. Right. Um, but as I was going through the produce, I was seeing all, like all of the potatoes were going away. People were putting potatoes into their bags or into their carts. And there was one bag of potatoes left and I thought I need to get it. And so I grabbed it and put it in my, you know, my little handheld basket. My basket was really heavy. <laughs> with the potatoes and everything else that I was to get in there. Um, but yeah, there was this like instinct of mine of, I better get that. Like, I, I, you know, if I don't get that, something bad's going to happen. It, it was weird how it just sort of takes over. So, you. And, and I, I wanted to talk about that secondarily too. That's, that's really, it's tricky because that's not a real problem, but because everyone has gotten afraid and and gotten silly. The biggest one is toilet paper. I mean, has, it, mm-hmm. has everyone right. heard about that? Right. Somebody started yeah. this idea that there's not enough toilet paper. And so now it's true, right? Everyone, yeah. everyone started doing that. And now if you were left out, you're now you're in a problem. That's, that's the, that's the secondary virus, right? We have yeah. the virus that we're all trying to do the right thing to, to help stem. Yeah. And the idea virus, which has gone out of control. Well, and there's not just one, right? There are many of them. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about those. Um, so in integrative health, you have all kinds of people kind of schlepping all kinds of products and, some of them are beautiful, but what we really focused on, of course, since I was in an academic university medical setting, was one that were scientifically based. The first thing about controlling your anxiety in this situation, which is, I think, the, the biggest Google search that people are doing, is listen to accurate information only and only listen to what you can use. You know, the CDC puts out information, Johns Hopkins has a great webpage for tracking how the virus is spreading, if that's useful to you. I mean, to me, that, I don't know, some people will get more anxious looking at that. If that's what happens, mm-hmm. don't look at that. That's mm-hmm. not helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the simple things that we know are the important things to keep focused on. Keeping social distance, avoiding big crowds, washing your hands regularly. You know, like my new practice for myself and my son is when we walk into our home, first thing we do is wash our hands, right? Mm-hmm. You sing happy birthday twice, which is a nice little thing too. <laughs> as you're, <laughs> as you're, you know, getting water all over your hands, you, you do in between your fingers and you don't forget your thumbs, right? You'll be as good as a surgeon if you pay attention to all the details there. But this is, this is important because this is stuff that actually matters, 
My guess is I'm not really that worried about toilet paper because I don't think the entire supply chain has broken down. Well, and they've been very clear about that, that food supply is okay. We're fine if we just stop buying it like hooligans. Stop hoarding pasta, people. Everybody will have enough pasta. Weird. This is this is my theory. And I wonder if you have any. I wonder if I'm even close to to write that we have been spending and I specifically the Pacific Northwest. The last thing that we needed to prepare for was the Pacific subduction zone. Everybody was terrified about, you know, the West Coast cleaving off the side of the country because of this giant fault. And so we all learned how to prepare for that, which means have a bunch of water, have a bunch of food, have a bunch of non-perishables, all that stuff. It's like that's the only disaster we know how to prepare for. So when we think about disaster, we immediately trigger that response that, okay, I better start hoarding stuff because you never know when the corona zombie apocalypse is going to occur. This is not that disaster and we have to retrain ourselves right yeah. is there any yeah. is there anything psychologically to that well yes because think about it or or rather don't um what happens very quickly <laughs> <laughs> right well, if you start here's okay so here's the most basic rule of anxiety that people need to understand thinking increases anxiety okay <laughs> yeah. i mean it's just that simple if you want to decrease your anxiety do something now, it is important that we do something rational. Um, because we did something irrational and stormed the stores, then, you know, everyone is even more anxious, right? But that started with thinking and not thinking accurate thoughts. It's your brain. When you get into this is, this is what people look like as they're headed into fight or flight. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, and there's actually four states of brain. There's freeze, which is we usually look at deer in the headlights. And then there's Mm -hmm. fight or flight, which everyone's familiar with. And the last one is faint. And that can be like uh, playing possum. It's playing dead. You know, it's the thing that happens before you die if you're a gazelle. Um, You know, if you ever saw a gazelle getting eaten by a lion, they don't feel that. Their brain has said, there's no point to pain anymore because we're done here. And their whole body just goes into faint and their food now. It might surprise people to know that the only place that pain exists is in the brain. The brain creates pain. There's no pain in your body Mm -hmm. ever. That's why you can also have your arm cut off and still have phantom limb pain because your brain hasn't adjusted to what's real. Obviously, that's a really deep thought, but these very simple thoughts that are always, you know, frothing up, thinking increases anxiety. It's, it's really important to have whatever it is in your life that helps you to feel calm and peaceful, centered, uh, connected with other people, love. These are the really basic things that we need right now. We need peace. Now, I'm going to return to some tried and true material, which is meditation. When your body is filled with anxiety, it's also great to do meditation that involves your body. Yoga, Tai Chi, Qigong, you know, even martial arts, you know, if you already, if you already know those things, that's a really important starting place because going for a walk, especially if you can go for a walk in nature, these are really simple grounding practices that help to metabolize. When you feel anxiety, it's a biological response and it fills your body with hormones that tell you you need to do something. And the problem is there's nothing to do. Yeah, I th- I can totally relate to that because I think that 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 is that uh, initial instinct is 
you want to do something, but you're right. What we need to do is nothing. We need to... Well, you, you really don't need to buy all the potatoes, right? right you don't need right. to buy all... You don't need to become a prepper in that sense right now. We just caused problems by doing that. We right, did. Right. We did. Secondary problems that now the people who need it most, the people who can't afford to hoard, yeah. uh, are the people who still have to go to the grocery store every week or every three or four days. And right. they're people who are, you know, in the service industry that that just can't afford to to live like you know, maybe you're choosing to live if you're doing that. And so this is a, a sort of a spread the wealth period. This is, I've, I've been likening it to, to our, our generation's moon mission, right? And uh, it, it feels like this is the grand thing that we all have to come to terms with and do our part, even though doing our part means, as you say, doing nothing. I'm not engineering a rocket. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. like, it feels like I'm not pulling my weight, but I really am if I just do nothing and you follow what they're what the guidelines are right don't right. go don't go out you know stay in be with the people that you know where they've been and and they know where you've been and wash your hands and do the things that you know you 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 should be doing right you know i saw in the news this morning that there's still all these people that are going to bars and trying to they're they're celebrating saint patrick's day and it's like that Oof. is just a disservice right now. Like you can, you know, and so I think what they're looking at is does the federal government then come in and say, these are the rules all across the, the United States and not just. So here's it. the thing. The, the federal government is, I think, slow to respond to this crisis in an appropriate way. Um, that does need to happen. Probably like everything in mm -hmm. Nashville is already shutting down. Anyway, local governments have yeah. just started doing that. And that's wise. You know, the, the truth is, there is a danger here of under-responding to this. Um, the thing we need mm -hmm. to do, though, is do nothing. Nothing is a very particular thing in this case. Yes. You know, don't right. go out when you don't need to. Um, don't go to crowded places. Don't, you know, if you, this is, a, this is a very strange thing because it's usually the opposite of what I think. But um, it's a great time not to touch each other. Yeah. You know, we all need love and affection. And more than ever right now, we need to understand that, you know, not shaking hands and and keeping our distance is a way to be loving. Jazz hands, yeah. right. Jazz <laughs> hands, live long and prosper. Yeah. There are all kinds of options <laughs> yeah. for this. I think that this is, this gets to um, what, and I'm going to use this, I don't mean this derogatorily, right? I really don't when I say this word, but there is a certain um, possibly uniquely um, um, American, uh, I don't know, uh, entitlement spirit, right? Mm -hmm. That comes with, I've worked hard and I deserve what I've gotten. And I'm just so angry that all of this is happening to me. And I, I my hunch is we all go through this at some point at some level. And that that is one of the things that that helps to fuel the hoarding aspect that, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do whatever I need to do so that my quality of life, my standard of living doesn't change at all during this this period. And I'm just going to I'm just mad. I'm mad that all of these all of my favorite things are canceled. I'm mad that my favorite movies are being pushed out a year. I'm mad at all of this stuff. And, and that's another emotion that I feel like we have to figure out how to process. How do you advise people, I mean, to, to get to the other side of, of that particular trigger? In the base of the brain, there are two states of being. One of them is peace, and the other one is 
threat. These are the two basic states of being. So I don't want to make anger bad. It's not bad. Mm -hmm. But when somebody is feeling threatened, anger jumps up or fear jumps up. And then we tend to do things that are totally irrational. If we're in a state of threat, so much energy gets pumped through our emotions, they get amplified, and then it shuts down the thinking part of our brain. Because all of that threat response from our body is designed to kill something like a wild animal that's trying to chase us. It's not useful in human interactions, unless you're in a dark alley and somebody has a knife, you know? Um, when it comes to the frustration and the anger that people feel, that's very real. We're attached to our way of life, and our way of life is changing. We need to kind of get below the attachment to a particular way of life, and at least for a few weeks, and say, but wait a minute, what's the point of this way of life? The, the point of all the things I'm doing is to try and find fulfillment, you know, to try and maybe contribute what I can to this world, um, to feel connected to people I care about, to express my gifts, and, and to enjoy myself, right? These are all good things. We can do all these things in a new way. It's a transition. It's a grief. It's an adjustment period. because. I don't know what my kid's going to do to run around. It's not warm enough yet for him to go play outside and soccer's canceled. It's very real. And, it, you know, we, I, I think that is exacerbated by our, our desire to keep informed and, and our practice of keeping informed, right? We have notifications. The latest one this morning, uh, as, as I woke up with my uh, kids and we started to try to have a normal day, uh, was, yeah, I know school is closed for two weeks, but the CDC is now saying no gatherings of over 50 for eight weeks. And that's, that can be sort of terrifying, especially when my daughter's in a high school class where the average class size is 45 or 50. Like it, it's, these are, it's a, it's a terrifying experience. And so I want to go back to what you just said, which is, uh, you know, finding fulfillment. Like if we, instead of talking about this as a thing that is, you know, that if we just hunker down for two weeks, everything will be normal. In, instead, maybe the practice is, I need to change the way I'm living my life for an indefinite period of time and figure out how to find fulfillment mm -hmm. in this completely new, undescribed way. Yeah. Where is where can I find joy in living with my family in a new way, in helping to educate my kids thanks to the resources that their schools are providing, or maybe not? Maybe I'm doing that myself. How can I find a way to create some new behaviors and habits around the house to give people exercise and and um, and you know know, burn off some of those non-soccer calories. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, like, what does that look like? Well, so let me first say, um, I want to, my heart goes out to everyone who just heard what you just said. The latest CDC recommendation was news to me when you just said it. Well, what what hit me with it, it too, is that I have a nephew who's planning on getting married the end of May, and my guess is that wedding's going to end up probably, most likely, being canceled. Prom is being canceled. Graduations are being canceled. I mean, you know, these monumental events. So it's not just, it. you know, I guess that I, I understand parents being frustrated because, yes, you've got these kids at home, and what do you do? And now you have to work at home. 
But it's also all of these like milestones in people's lives that are getting canceled. Well, and too. let's so let's reframe that. Everything is changing. Now, the reality right. is this has always been true. But in this country, there is, you know, this exceptionalism because um, we kind of developed, I think, from the 50s through the 80s, where the economy kept growing. You know, everything seemed to always be in a in a growth phase. And what happens there is uh, it's easy to get used to that and take it for granted. And what's happened, too, is because we've had, you know, we've got an ocean on either side and friends above and below us. So we have relative peace and prosperity. And what happens is people have begun to think that that phrase in the Constitution that's, you know, the is it the pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. is something that is an exterior journey. And I would suggest that rather than even thinking about this as a temporary change, which for some people it will be, but for some people, um, I hope this is actually an invitation to a permanent change. Uh, the truth is, we can't grow our economy forever, and we're starting to see that now. Uh, there are problems with that, right? Mm-hmm. The truth is, we don't need to, to be happy. The more that we increase our prosperity and our economy and all of that, we have not increased our happiness. In order to increase our happiness, we really need to look to our minds. It's the regulation of that out-of-control, anxious thinking that's really going to make the difference for us. It's the ability to create happiness inside ourselves. I think if we go back to, you know, 1776 or whenever that particular phrase was written, what we're talking about is uh, there is no mall where you can go buy stuff. Everyone's got the same. What they were talking about is a spiritual journey. You're free to have your own spiritual life, whatever you conceive it to be. That's what, that's what I think they were saying. Your pursuit of happiness has truly always been an inner thing. And we've gotten used to all these externalities. But if you have an external problem, that's fine. It's the virus, right? It's the the changes in the store and and not being able to go to work. Those are external problems. Happiness is, if you're not happy, if you're feeling distressed inside, that's an internal problem. The good news there is we can create our own peace and joy on the inside. There's some really simple principles. You know, the first thing I mentioned that I really thought was important is get accurate information. The CDC, uh, your local public radio, if you put in public, if you Google, I tried this last night uh, in Nashville, I've had that page up, uh, public radio Nashville, and they're updating my local circumstances. Um, Same thing is true for Chicago. I bet you the same thing's true just about any city. There is something related to that 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 I, I just want to make sure we get out that um, in, in terms of trusting information, because that's a real challenge right now is figuring out what resources to trust. And I, I really stand by this, that the, the resources that you uh, can that, that you tend to be able to trust the most are the resources that don't shy away from giving you information that hurts. Right. Yeah. That sharing bad news. Right. Yeah. The, the, the CDC saying this might go longer than you think it will. Then a lot of uh, organizations are telling you that it will. That's an organization that's not afraid to give bad news, but also sometimes good news. Also, there are treatments that we are finding might be or at least a treatment protocol that's on the horizon. Things that that, um, you know, that are are mixed. If you look for the mixed bag, generally you find an organization that's uh, that's that's more sort of resonant. Yeah. The, you, you, that's that's fair. I think the other thing is 
please do not go by what you see on Facebook. Right. You know, I've seen so much garbage on Facebook. I don't even want to try and name it all, but there, you know, there's some decent information mixed in with just stuff. That's just crazy. And anything that, you know, the, the one thing that we know about Facebook is that if it's extreme and weird, it'll go viral faster. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so don't do that. If you read that. Well, and there are people who are trying to make this an economic boon, right? People, those, these are the people who, who have bought up all the Purell and are now selling it, reselling it right. uh, on eBay for a, a huge market. And the same goes for information, right? We, we're, we're using this idea virus as a way to make a buck. And, yeah. And so we have to find a way around those yeah. areas. So, yeah. So I just got, um, the link from Trina. I want to. I want to do a seminar, a webinar, I guess you call it. And I have to wait until next week because honestly, I'm just kind of getting everything in place to do it. But mm-hmm. all the tools that I taught people in my class um, are useful in this situation. So, so the the tools that I taught people have to do with shifting your body from a state of emergency. So fight or flight is a state of emergency that your body is in that's great at fighting infections. Infections are happening when a, you know, when a bear grabs you with its teeth or something. Mm-hmm. What we want is our body to be in a very calm state where there's no emergency. Then it's doing long-term maintenance, and that's when the immune system is designed to take care of things like viruses. So the... The link I want to give people is uh, changetimeisnow.com is my website and then backslash corona. Um, and I'm if if people want to register there, I'm just gonna like I think on Tuesday of next week, um, and we haven't even decided a time yet, but I'll I'll get that out to people. But it's just going to be free, and I'll I might even put it up on YouTube. This is all new to me. I'm not a social media guy. <laughs> So, didn't imagine this happening, but it feels like, okay, I have these tools. Um, The first one is, you know, love and connection. Like if you're in that angry, agitated state, you know, you miss out on the people in your own family. And that's a tragedy because we really need to be uh, connecting at the heart level right now. Um, The next most important one is stress reduction. Now, stress reduction is ubiquitously important. And so I want to teach people a variety of meditation techniques. Um, how to, basically, if you don't like the word meditation, I don't really care. It doesn't matter. It's what you're doing is you're wiring relaxation into your brain so that you can approach whatever the stressful situation is with a relaxed and calm, which means orderly mind. And then you can make good decisions. Um, that's the best tool you've got is your mind. Like the, the, the first thing that is important is like, if you're, if you're suddenly hit with something, um, you know, like an, this could be an argument too. What you want to do is stop everything and take three breaths, right? If you're about to have a, an important conflict, just stop and take three breaths. You say that and I immediately breathe. I take a deep breath. Yeah. It's like, it's just it's this instinct. And, and you'd feel better immediately. Exactly. Better. So you just yeah. change the way your body feels with one breath. 
And, and so here's mm-hmm. the other thing to be careful about, longer out than in. Make the exhale longer than the inhale. If you're breathing in, your heart rate increases. If you're breathing out, your heart rate decreases. If you breathe out longer, you will decrease your heart rate, your blood pressure. You'll decrease all of those stress hormones that tend to really jack us up. It's really important that we take good care of ourselves in this time. It's really important that we recognize we're all in this together. We can either be all in this together or we can be all in this together all alone. The first is better. <laughs> well, and you know, what a blessing that it's, I guess this is the, this is the silver lining. I shouldn't hashtag say it's a blessing, lining. but it's a silver, hashtag silver lining okay. is that we are in, we are in an era where we can be connected online. Yes. So even if you have to be at home and be quarantined for 14 days because you've been exposed to this in some way, you still have the ability to FaceTime and Skype and be connected to your loved ones. And I think that's a, that is a huge blessing that we, we, that we get to do that, that people actually do get to go home and work and not lose their jobs. Now there are going to be some that, that will take that cut. And I totally understand that. Um, but the other thing I want to just say real quick too is Doug, you mentioned the, 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 the very first thing you were talking about is that connection with your loved ones. And if you are at home with your kids or your family, and for my situation, they're teenagers, it's nice to have them home. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, I get to see my daughter and my son more now than I have in a long time. And so in that way, it's, it, you know, I guess it's, again, looking at the silver lining, it's like, well, if we're going to have to be here, at least we can be here together and, you know, enjoy that. And you can still go outside and run and walk and maybe not in a marathon type of right, way. Right. Just but not I did, in groups I, of 50. But not in groups of, you know, not in big groups, but you can still go outside. It's, oh, and, and I think when yeah. you were talking about nature, that's really important. It's huge. Yeah, being outside is going to be really important. Um, sunlight is actually, you know, I, I think it's, I think I don't want to overstate any positive solution right now. Right? right, because like you said, there's no toothpaste. I mean, when you say that, I'm like, really? Somebody, somebody did that. Okay, but there's also, you know, sunlight is good for this. It's, but I don't know that that's going to make it all go away. You know, because it's summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, and it's also good for us. What's good for us that calms us down and makes us happy, also improves our immune system. There you go. I mean, that's that that part right. is settled science. Like we know totally. what happens when your body interacts with vitamin D. It's we're not saying that the virus is going to go away yeah. if you're out in the sun. This is not like right. the, no. the Colorado no, no, no. like TB treatments where you, you remember those those things of people sitting in lawn chairs outside in, in Manitou Springs with their mouths open, trying to get more sun <laughs> into their into their bodies. That's not what we're talking about no, here. Not. Right. No, the no. sun is I'm talking about noticing a flower. It is is a beautiful noticing, day. Yes, yes, yes it's it a beautiful a, day. There's a, this beautiful flower. Yeah. I'm going to stop and I'm going to actually smell, yeah. it, smell that right? flower. I you mean, smell that flower, Nikki Kinzer. Smell it. <laughs> I'm going to. Now, I have them on my desk even. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so, so let me add to that. Um, how to manage corona anxiety is what we want to offer people. 
And the uh, the difficulty here is I don't know if our web page is actually working. Well, it, we'll, we'll, we can deal with that offline. And and so we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes and we'll put a link in the community for anybody who's interested. I'm proud of you for making that a free webinar because you are not hoarding Purell in this period. And that's very that's very generous of you. Um, and so we'll, I want to. Yeah, like I heard a guy on on TV here in Nashville uh, recently talk about, oh, well, you know, it's really important to stop those runaway thoughts. Okay, that's cool. I just wish that he had finished that with how. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's what. So I, how do you do it? Well, that that okay. That's that's like a whole. You know, that's that's a lot. But the first. <laughs> that's why I want to. You know, I need more time to share yeah. all of that. That's what I want to share in my in my webinar. But like the first thing is like just those three breaths. As you're focusing on your breath, you know what you're not doing. You're not focusing on your thinking. Focusing on that. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. You're doing something. It's so, it's so small, but it's still incredibly powerful. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the other mm-hmm. thing is, as you're focusing on yourself and your life, you know, if you realize, if you focus inward, it tells your brain that there's nothing out there trying to get you. That helps to reduce the threat energy. I'm, you, if you can see me, I'm putting my hand in my heart. And if I stop and just feel my body, and notice this is a moment of suffering. You know, if I'm completely threatened and agitated, I need to be able to bring some compassion to myself. If I see my loved one doing that, and this is here's the other problem when you are in a threat state, it is very contagious to the people you are close to. So that spreads just like that. It's really important if you notice that happening for everyone to take a time out so we can calm down. Like I was thinking, it's great to have your teenagers in the home, Nikki, until you all get cabin fever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly <laughs> things are going to get a little intense, you know. Right. Um, so then you send it for a walk. But, you know, to, right. to be able to keep, to, to realize, I don't demonize emotions. You know, I, uh, I, they're a great source of energy and they're the source of liveliness in us. What we want though is to make sure that our emotions aren't overwhelming us in that sense of threat or attack, mm-hmm. you know? And so our emotions need to be bridges to other people and to ourselves, not, not uh, weapons or walls. So anyway, all of that, you know, Meditation mm-hmm. is a technique that helps you to get there. Um, eating, moving. It's really important that we eat in a way to take care of ourselves. It's really important that we keep moving. Your body was made to move. And moving with intention is a really, like if you're moving furiously, that's kind of like you do in an emergency. So we want to train our bodies. No, I'm moving with intention in my movements. And that is training my body that everything's okay. You know, that's not how you act if you're being chased by a bear. Um, so reducing our stress, increasing the love in our relationships, this is all the kind of stuff that's important. The thing that I, I feel like is a mantra for me right now is something we say around here all the time in the context of living with ADHD. It, it's, you're not alone. Well, you know what? We are planetarily speaking, not alone. Right. That is, right. this is the great 
unifying event of of our of our uh, generation right now, right? We're, Honestly, because yeah. it's it is affecting us all right now. If we can figure out how to do this, there might be hope that we can, you know, tackle climate change or Anything whatever else. other grand mm-hmm. like planetary initiatives. We we can do it. We can do it. Yeah, uh, if, if we it, practice. It, I mean, some it's of almost behaviors. like you know that uh, what Independence Day where. Well, you know, if we get invaded by an alien, then suddenly we all come together. Yeah. You know, suddenly we come together. And, and this is our it's an alien invasion right and now. And it's not this just a it. generation. This is in our lifetime. Yeah. You know, there's right. never been anything like this in our lifetime. This is really a spectacular change. And uh, it, we we really need to pull together, you know, be a force for good in the midst of this. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. I love that. I, love I think, that message. Now, we, we talked about doing uh, some of, uh, of our uh, working from home fear uh, conversation in this. Nikki, you want to change your strategy a little bit on that? Yes, I do. I'd rather um, end it here because I think that this was a great message. Doug, thank you so much for being here and uh, and talking to us about that. And then let's make this uh, working from home a separate episode that we can just... Um, focus on because they're very two different things and I don't want to confuse the two subjects and I think his message is very important mine is more on the practical side okay so. all right so we'll we'll start there and we will uh, yeah we'll we'll take on the uh, uh, other one in the next episode so uh, thank you all very much Dr. Doug as ever you're an incredible resource thank you for bringing your heart to this show today we appreciate it buddy. thanks man I, I appreciate the chance to be here oh and Nikki the heart is very practical. Don't. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Most practical That's thing true. we've got for yeah life. Anyway, thank you so That's much. Right. Both thank of you. you. Everybody for downloading and listening to the show. We appreciate your time and your attention and your social distance. Uh, (laughs) We love you, everybody. (laughs) On behalf of Dr. Doug and uh, Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. 